welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name is Steve. And I'm Harvey Glad. All right. Coming up on this week's episode, we have a review of You Were Never Really Here, starring Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, we got a topic this week. I'm excited to talk about it. It's going to be iconic weapons in film. Or your favorite weapon. Favorite weapons, unorthodox weapons. We'll, we'll get into it, but, uh, you know, not a, not a 9 millimeter, but something more unorthodox. Uh, what else is going on this week? We'll, we'll also mention that Sean is, is absent once again. He is uh, flying back from California. He will not be joining us this week. I know he did see the movie. Um, I mean, I have his. You want, if you want me to read his review, we can definitely do that. Yeah, we'll, do it, we'll do it during the, uh, the main review. Just we'll, we'll fill him in with his letterbox review. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Go ahead and uh, leave us a, a comment, some feedback. Leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you thought of the show. And uh, a quick announcement. Uh, we, we should be due to release some Do the Right Film video content. About that video content, I actually looked at some of the screen grabs that you sent and I don't like the way I look, so I really think we should reshoot. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Steve looks great, and he's, he's really hard on himself. And uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, Harvey, what do you think? Do I look tired? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Damn. Damn. <laughs> you were there for filming. Oh, well, yeah. You look tired during the filming. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> shit. It's okay, man. You know, there's a fir- first try. You know, we'll... we'll We'll keep going with it. I don't know. The producer on the whole set didn't give us like makeup or anything. It was kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough shoot, but we, we got through it. Uh, so we're going to be doing a, a little video content, uh, just a little sneak peek. We're going to be talking about uh, our favorite films streaming on Netflix right now. It's going to be a quick video to kind of summarize what we think you should check out if you're bored at home scrolling through Netflix. So look out for that. And uh, other than that, how is everyone's week? Steve? Uh, Stop the noises, bro. Yeah, I always have to sigh before I start this part because I have to like think back on what I did this week. I think it was a very good week. I had a lot of fun actually. It was weird, like it was like working. Did you? Well, yeah, I worked a bit. Like I worked. I started my week on Sunday, and then I just worked all the way through. But it was a lot of fun. Okay. Went to a lot of cool parties. Uh, drank a little bit. Had a good time. You know, can't complain. A lot of cool photo shoots, a lot of cool events I, I was able to work on. So all in all, it was a good time. Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't think of it right now. Well, that's so, a shame. Yeah. Bad, bad timing. Yeah. Well, oh, last week was our 60th episode, so I thought that's a big deal, and I want to bring that up. I think 60 is a weird number to make a, a big deal out of. Yeah, I know, but I like to make big deals when we hit milestones. Okay. Well, whatever, yeah. whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So that's that's a that's another thing I like to talk about. Maybe halfway through the episode, I'll remember, and I could chime in at whatever point. So just come back to me later. Okay. okay great. Yeah. Uh, Harvey, how, how was your week? Uh, it was a pretty average week. I just uh, you know worked, had a typical work week. Um, yeah, I don't think anything notable happened. Um, Nothing notable, huh? Yeah, it's just a, an average week. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's damn. That's anticlimactic. I was hoping you'd be like, "Yeah, I had a great week too. We could all had great weeks together." It wasn't a bad week. It was just, uh, uh, yeah, hm, I pre- see. pretty I normal see. one. Pretty normal one. Okay. Uh, as How about you, me, Tom? Uh, my week. Uh, let's see what happened this week. Not much, man. 
<laughs> you guys are killing me, man. I really want yeah, some. This was a slow week. Uh, didn't watch a ton of movies. I also didn't do much besides, we. I mean, we filmed our, our very first video for Do the Right Film, but I think that's an accomplishment in itself. We've been trying to get this off the ground for a while now. It's just having having time to get people together to work on a project is very difficult. Yeah, I mean you got to shoot it, you got to you got to set up, you got to shoot it, you got to yeah. edit it. I mean it's I applaud your effort because you did a lot of it and I the only thing I did was just kind of show up. Oh yeah, you're the talent. I'm the uh I don't know if I'm the talent. I think you could find way better talent if we're going to just like <laughs> throw the word around. I'm, I mean I'm, I'm like the the auteur. Oh, on be, the set, you know, I'm acting, directing, you're making editing, me, producing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're making me look set production. Okay, in front of the camera, which is great. Hey, yeah, look, I yeah, better so. than me for sure, but uh, that was to be expected. I don't know. You look. You had your party shirt on. You look pretty cool. <laughs> it's not my party shirt. Oh, that's well. my uh, gathering shirt. I have a different shirt for partying. <laughs> uh, other than that, nothing much going on. I think. Uh, I think this is gonna be a good episode. Um, I think we should just go ahead and shoot right into movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, the game last week. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I guess. There's nothing to talk about. I was setting you guys up to think that I... <laughs> that, like, you're going to bring something up? No, that I didn't see it or something. But, no, I saw it. I was uh, assigned a movie because I lost the game last week. And uh, Harvey won, and he assigned me The Foot Fist Way. You guys aware of this? No. I mean, I, know you're I mean yeah, we're, <laughs> I know you're we were there. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've okay. heard of it. All right, so we got director Jody Hill. We got writers Ben Bass, Jody Hill, and co-written by Danny McBride. It's starring Danny McBride. Do you know the story behind this movie? Uh, I don't. I didn't read the trivia or anything. Yeah, I should probably mention that before you uh, start. Right. What is it? Well, this was a <clears throat> this was Jody Hill's first feature film. Um, it was also uh, what's his name. Uh, the, the actor Danny McBride. Danny McBride's first feature uh, they were friends they got together and they made this movie uh, they didn't really have distribution or anything it was a very low budget movie so for some reason they decided they would send it to um, Will Ferrell really? yeah so they sent the film to Will Ferrell he thought it was a bomb because it was like an unmarked package so he like put it in water <laughs> for like two weeks and just let it so what <laughs> yeah you just let the package soaked in water for for like two weeks and then he was like fuck it i'll finally watch it and he said it was the funniest movie he ever watched so uh wolf Ferrell's company ended up uh, wow, distributing the, the movie that's not in the trivia but uh, that's that's good that you brought that up yeah it's, it's pretty oh, funny it's kind of in the trivia but not that specific okay so we got uh like i said starring danny mcbride ben best and a bunch of other people um <laughs> synopsis is an inept taekwondo instructor struggles with mar- marital troubles i was about to say martial because i was thinking martial arts martial arts marital troubles and an unhealthy obsession with fellow taekwondo enthusiast chuck the truck wallace <laughs> sounds absurd all right let me uh let me talk about this movie here harvey this is fucking hilarious yeah, no, it's one of the funniest it's, uh, movies ever. It is, and when I and it's a low budget as hell. I mean, I'm talking like they must have shot this in like a small town in the Carolinas. It's a, uh, I didn't look at the filming locations, but it's like 16 millimeter, so it looks really, really cheap and really low budget. Um, yeah, this was shot at an actual Taekwondo dojo in North Carolina. 
Um, and it's kind of like downtrodden. Like the the sixteen millimeter footage kind of plays on how like downtrodden these people are. They're they're just kind of like you know I, I don't want to be like rude or anything, but you know the the South, the people in the South, and. <laughs> Maybe a little less economically advanced. I don't know. I don't know how to say this or word this. Without like... Yeah, it just looks like a trashy little small town with nothing going on. And and these people are really excited to be uh, Taekwondo (laughs) students under Danny McBride. Um, Danny McBride owns... He has a dojo. And he, uh, he teaches people Taekwondo. If that doesn't catch your attention already... Now, you're just not into funny stuff. Um, <laughs> there are weird things about this movie that make me crack up. For instance, Danny McBride drives like a like a Ferrari, like an old Daytona Ferrari. Like, wh- where did you get that car? <laughs> Why are you driving it? You're just a Taekwondo instructor in, in North Carolina, and um, he's uh, he his character, as it said in the synopsis, it says he's inept. But he has this confidence about him that, like, it makes you kind of root for him in a way. Like, you don't, you know, those inept characters that you just kind of think are terrible people and, like, you're just laughing at them the whole time. Yeah. He's like this, Michael this, Scott, except yeah. Taekwondo instructor. He, he's like Michael Scott, but, like, honestly, his confidence is more prevalent than Michael Scott's. He's like, <laughs> he, he fucking flaunts that shit. And, uh,. <laughs> There are some of the great like scenes and like slow mo montages and like even like fights in this movie that are fucking great, and it's actually amazing that they pulled off such a, a simple comedy, um, like with with such a low budget by doing like stuff like that. Um, didn't really write any notes about it, but uh, there's just some great lines. Uh, <laughs> Danny McBride, he's he's obsessed with this uh, movie star, right? Yeah, he's Chuck the Truck Wallace, and uh, he does get to meet him in the uh, the movie. He he actually kind of like convinces him to come like see his like kids and like be there for the testing ceremony and everything. And uh, <laughs> it it's just hilarious that it's like a Steven Seagal type character. I'm like looking this at this dude, and he <laughs> it's uh, this movie is is hilarious. Um, there's a scene where he comments. This is maybe just my humor. Some people won't like this, and this could be offensive. But uh, there's a scene where he goes to this party with the uh, his idol, and he's like, "Your body looks great, man," because he has his shirt off at the party. And he goes, <laughs> "What? He's at a party and he has a shirt yeah, off?" Yeah, they're just like doing crazy wild stuff, and he's like, uh, "And then Chuck the Truck Wallace goes, thanks." Looks around, fag, <laughs> and I was just dying, bro. I was dying. <laughs> There's a lot of quotable shit in this. There's just great quotes in here. Uh, Sorry, I gotta fucking talk about yeah, it. There's this, there's this one scene where um I don't know. Danny McBride's character is talking about um like women and shit like that, but he's talking about it with like a sixteen year old kid and he's like, If shit if something could happen to me and I'm like I'm so strong, your your wife's probably gonna butt fuck somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like a, he's trying to influence these children. He thinks he's like impacting their lives, and he has a. I should also explain this. 
there there is a a character in this movie that is kind of his little assistant. And he's a very young little boy. He's a chubby little, Hispanic little Mexican. Kid. His name is Julio. <laughs> And every time he needs something or if, like, he's out of the dojo, Julio will take over as, like, the teacher. And this kid's, like, seven or eight or nine, maybe, at the most. And uh, there's a scene where uh, he's kind of screaming because he finds out some shit about his wife. And uh, he's like, I ought to grab my shotgun and shoot your fucking tits off or something. (laughs) And then he, Julio's by the door. He opens the door. He's like, how long have you been standing here, Julio? And he's like, he just doesn't say anything. The kid's like real quiet. And uh, he's just going through these life lessons with Julio. Julio's just sitting there like this. <laughs> and he's like, he's just, he's just talking about that women will ruin your life. And so, I can't even put it in context. This sounds extremely just like, I need to watch it because I, I had a... A it blast. seems like Danny McBride at his like full potential. Like, oh, he's just like, like let loose. Yeah, he's he's probably better in this, I think, than any of his other roles because you get so much of him. Whereas in other movies, I don't think you get enough of him. Like you get examples like this is the end, where he's just kind of like in that one little part of the movie. But he was great. I loved his character in that. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, this is the end. David Wright, I think, is like one of the best parts in that whole fucking. But you get movie. you get him the entire time. Yeah, he's like full Danny McBride in this. Yeah, it's great, and he's not playing like that Hollywood fantasized version of Danny McBride. This is like the the real Danny McBride, you know, it's like <laughs> Kenny Powers type shit. Just yeah, it's uh, this movie's hilarious. I was this is a surprise. I did not expect to like it this much, and uh, yeah. Steve, you should watch this movie. Steve, the fucking, I need a, I need the guy to. with the anger I, problems and the old lady. Yes, it, it, there's so he, much good stuff in this movie. That, that's the first laugh of the movie, I think, where I really lost it. Where he uh, he he sets this guy up. He's he's helping these two people spar. He his class is like uh, all ages. You know, there's there's like a six year old woman and then there's like a thirty five year old guy with anger problems. And uh, should I even give away the joke? I don't know. No, I think people should nah. watch it. If you're if you're like laughing just because this is one shit, of the biggest like people... laughs in the movie, so I'm not gonna say. Yeah, it. don't but, spoil uh, it for me at least. Seriously, this is on Amazon Prime for free right now. If you have Prime, I, I say turn oh, this on real quick. Since you said Prime, before I forget, uh, Florida Project's on Prime now. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, Someone crazy. told me they watched it. Um, yes, check this movie out because it it's 90 minutes, maybe even less, probably like 85 minutes, and uh, it's fucking hilarious. And uh, this may be surprising, but I'm giving this four stars. <laughs> Damn, Dude, it's, so, it's like four stars in the sense that it's like on the uh, the 16 millimeter early 2000s comedy scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very specific. I know, but it's so like uh, it's not grand in any way. It's one of the most low budget movies I've ever seen. But for that reason, it's to make me laugh that much in such a low budget movie. You know, like it's not a fucking studio full of writers writing the jokes you know this is coming from a one person or a small group of people yeah. who are friends you know but yeah check this one out steve i i want to see you go in your room and watch it. i want to hear you laughing from the outside <laughs> i'm actually surprised you, you haven't seen it no uh, I, i've this, always I've wanted to see it. it like I, I i've never, always wanted to see it for years now mm. but then i just never got around it's one of those movies that are like on my list of yeah. like shit i should watch it now, if you need a laugh bump that shit up <laughs> to the top if you need a laugh Sean and I rented it from a uh, blockbuster like uh, years ago. Yeah, in high school, and uh, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs>
Oh man, I want to rewatch scenes from it. <clears throat> but uh, that's it for me. I did not watch anything else. I did start a movie that, funny enough, a friend <coughs> who we've worked on a, a film with a long time ago in our early days of, of indie budget filmmaking. Um, Harvey was also a part of this. Uh, he has a movie called Anabolic Life. You got you guys remember Chris? Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, is it out? Yeah, it's on Amazon, streaming for free right now. Um, unfortunately, I started at like 2 a.m. and I was like, I got to go to sleep now. I remember so. that he got huge for this movie. I'm interested because when I first met him, uh, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. It's like shot HDR, uh, and the one of the Baldwin brothers is in it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's cool though. You know, we 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 worked with this guy and the stages of we were all like finding our passion. Yeah. That was the first thing he ever worked on too. Yeah. Man. Like he's that done was, a lot. Now. That was like one of the first real films we've ever worked on. All right. That's it for that's me. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll come with a review of that maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. What about, what about you guys? What'd you see? You can go Steve. Uh, so I really honest, since it was kind of a busy week for me, I didn't have much time to watch anything else. What else is new? Yeah, you know, Just work all the time. But I did happen for some strange reason to put on Power Rangers after Harvey's recommendation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm actually excited to hear this. <laughs> so let me begin with this. I I completely agree with like Harvey's like letterbox review. <laughs> like I don't regret watching this. Like I don't know why, but for some reason, like I, think I was, it was thinking, just satisfying to see like the Power Rangers back in a, to a degree. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't think it was complete horseshit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like I was expecting it to be just like this train wreck. But for some reason, I see that they try to at least attempt to capture like the campy feel of the original television series. And some of the choices that they made with the characters really didn't like bother me at all. Uh, not the uh, the whole g- the kid being on the spectrum and being the comedy relief, but the comedic relief for this. Movie. Yeah, that didn't bother me at all. I felt like all <laughs> the char- yeah, like it just didn't. It wasn't weird to me because the, at least they took the time to like give these people a backstory and like let them know a little bit like who these guys are, and I think that's why it just inherently works on that level. What are you watching? Um, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. mean to disrespect your review. I'm, I'm looking at quotes from the Foot Fist way. Shit. Can I read one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Meditation is terrific and all, but I've never heard of it saving anyone from a gang rape situation. <laughs> Meditate on that. Rape. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Is that no. from the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking... All right, I'm sorry. Power Rangers. Uh, I mean, yeah, we talked about this last week. Harvey expressed, you know, his 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 overall feeling. You weren't like you didn't hate it, but it's still not a good movie. It's still, like not. I don't hate the movie, yeah. but it's not good at all. It's not like it's, yeah, exactly. I think it's it's pretty not pretty bad. I think I don't think it's, it's a, not offensive. It's exactly. It's like the least. I think it's pretty unoffensive, and I, I really feel like they're trying to compete with like Transformers in a certain scale. With like at least try to grab that audience, yeah, and I think that's what bothered me the most because it was uh like the camera the, the way the camera moves was just like absurd, like we had these weird like hero shots throughout the whole fucking movie yeah. when you didn't need it, like someone would be sitting down and just like hero shot like 
Did you uh, see the cameos? Uh, of who? The old Power Rangers. Like really? The they end, were yeah, like at the end when they're like saving, saving the town and stuff. Yeah, you get like the Red Ranger and the um, the white girl Mary Jo, whatever her name is. I think she was the Pink Ranger. Yeah, yeah, they like showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah, they were like in the crowd. It was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, man. I, it's like so. Yeah, I. It wasn't like complete horseshit, but it still is a re- really ridiculous movie. And for some reason, like Krispy Kreme got like a, I guess paid him a huge check. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Dude, that, that was fucking I weird. Can't, I can't wait. I don't know if I mentioned that during my review. No, I don't think but. you mentioned it, no. dude. Krispy Kreme is like promoted prominently they to the say movie. Krispy Kreme like fifty times. Dude, Krispy Kreme is like in the movie from beginning to fuck. It's in the. It's it's literally the whole like end of the film yeah. because the thing that they're looking for is located right under the Krispy Kreme. So, not only. Is it mentioned like casually when they're like, oh, they they bring over snacks and they have like do- they have donuts? So where's it from? Krispy Kreme. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. But then the fact that every time they hang out somewhere, every time they do something, mm. it literally revolves around Krispy Kreme, and it's like That's almost shameless. It's super weird. That's weird. It's like it, I guess they paid for the movie. And, uh, it should be like it should be like Krispy money. Yeah, from, I feel like it should be like instead of Saban's Power Rangers, it should be like Krispy Kreme's Power yeah, Rangers. Dude. Probably, it's pretty fucking bad. And <laughs> I'm I'm talking about like it's just I don't know why I just don't understand how like I don't think like I don't think Krispy Kreme has like let's say Coca Cola money or like any other like promotional like. That is, I don't understand how it got into the movie. Probably one of the cheapest blockbusters to get into. Mm, yeah, this dude, is a pretty. It, Dude, they wrote it into the script. Like, it's like a main plot point in the movie. So, this is like really absurd. White White Castle did it, right? I mean, I guess so. I guess, but it. Man, maybe you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if White Castle can do it, shit. Yeah. Uh, So, it's still a ridiculous movie, but. It's like an original movie, though. Like, Power Rangers is kind of a. um, Power Rangers has history. Yeah. And I think that's why I was like. I watched it. It wasn't this amazing Ford Taurus, like, oh, fucking changes everything, man. Uh, still wasn't good. I'm just very, just like on the spectrum, like, I give this shit like a light too. Like, if you want to watch it, I would say, yeah, go for it. Um, just because I think, I think, I think they really did take time in terms of like building these characters up, which usually, let's say if you compare it to something like, uh, like a like a property like Transformers where you don't get to know any of the characters and they're all just fucking cannon fodder and you know there's no real attachment. Uh, I think they at least did that right. So and it's somewhat weird and slash enjoyable to watch, especially when the when they cue in the old Power Ranger theme song near the end. Yeah, they no, they actually it's the actual song. It's not like a remake. It's the actual song. Well, if you don't, I mean. Save your time and watch the Foot Fist Way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to watch a better movie, apparently, <laughs> Foot Fist Way is, like, hilarious. I haven't seen it, but... God. Tom is uh, loving it right now. I just want to read more quotes, but I don't want to give it away. No, you don't want to ruin this for people. No. All right, so, yeah. For some reason, I spent... Holy shit, someone gave this a four and a half out of five. You know, people, uh, people do weird things, you know? Some people put their nuts in vice grips and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, that's I mean, I guess you can do. really. Some people vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. Whoa, there yeah. goes half of our listeners, bro. Yeah, 
Yeah. Whatever. Do we really want them? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'll take anyone. What about the ones that put their nuts in vice grips? We yeah, lost you, them too. Yeah. You got to think before you talk. Yeah, but I didn't, we, I didn't, I didn't, say, audience. I didn't say anything was wrong with them. I just said they're a little ahead of the curve. They're into crazy shit. Okay. Oh. Okay. Nice, I, nice honestly, thing. if Hitler listened, I mean, I'd be all for it. Damn. Just, Jesus Christ, I'm kidding, everyone. But we do need more listeners. Brutal. <laughs> and that's what you... C- <laughs> you might have to cut that one out. He's not going to cut it out. You know that, right? It's the 21st century. We don't have to cut that out. We can do whatever we want. It's the internet, right, guys? I don't support Hitler. I'm just saying. I'm not going to tell him to stop subscribing and give us plays. <laughs> let's stop burying this... Uh, deeper let's let's yeah i mean you're you're the one you're the only one with the shovel right now to be honest me and harvey are just up here watching you yeah i shouldn't have a shovel all i do is dig 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 uh so that's my review of power rangers if you have time to waste i guess watch it that's my okay review all right harvey um you watch anything else steve no Mm. i probably did i just don't remember okay um okay i'll talk about um i watched the blockers um so you went to the theaters to see this yeah i went to the theaters is it the blockers or is it cock blockers it's, it's just blockers the with, cock with blockers? a chicken symbol yeah it's got a chicken symbol but that's not the, the title is blockers they can't uh, make it cock blockers. Yeah. you could well, i don't know it's risky yeah it is risky. Anyway, um, I saw Blockers. It was, um, I don't know, I felt like I wanted to watch a comedy. It seemed like it would be fun. Um, I did have fun in it. It's a it's a pretty funny movie. A lot of the jokes are, um, I don't know, it, it, there's very weird humor in this movie. Um, a lot of the stuff is very awkward and uncomfortable and sometimes difficult to watch because it's just so... Uh, so strange. I mean, they they put a very controversial joke in the trailer for this. Which joke was that? Butt chug. Oh yeah, the butt I mean, chug. That, that's thing. uncomfortable for a trailer. I was yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, shit gets even weirder than that in this movie, which I appreciated it for. Um, yeah, you expect. I don't know something with like. A, I don't know. You expect comedies these days to pull punches, and I feel like this one actually tried some really risky things and i guess i appreciate it for that um it's got a lot of butt related jokes and uh penis related jokes and stuff like that um well yeah i guess i should mention that this movie is about three parents that try to stop their daughters from having sex on prom um on prom night uh they somehow one of the parents somehow uh looks at their teenagers uh computer and they see that they are in a group a group chat and they're talking about uh a sex pact uh they want to have this uh yeah they're making this so sex american pie yeah it's kind of like that they they want to have this sex pact because they're afraid that they'll uh, forget each other they're graduating high school and they don't want to lose that friendship just wait what <laughs> Like they want to have like uh, like memories of these times, so they figure the best way to do that is to have this like this, what this large I don't know this shared moment. I get it. Yeah, that's I think it is makes that sense. really like that that's makes sense. stupid, but I think it makes sense. Yeah, it's like, like you can't forget the first time you you get laid. Yeah, every time you think about yeah, you know, first time having sex, it was a a group thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's like 
they're not gonna have sex like with each other. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like I think the more memorable thing is if they somehow do an orgy or something. But it just whoa, like, whoa, I mean, whoa. but I'm just saying, what's like, the first time to be an orgy? But I'm just, that's what I'm extreme. saying. Like, if you're talking about memorable, I guess that's way more memorable than like, oh, my friend in like th- two rooms down from me lost a virginity at the same time. That's like weird. I don't know. That's like a weird, like, I'm going to forget you otherwise, or it's, I don't want to, I want to remember this time in my life. I mean, it's also a movie. So. They were all FaceTiming when they were doing it. Was it, were they really? No, no they were not. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I don't know. I think this was also a risky movie because um, like the cast is uh, very strange and unorthodox, I think. Uh, we have John Cena probably playing his biggest role to date. This is, um, I would say this is a starring role for sure. He's kind of um, like the primary male lead in a way. Uh, we've got him and we've got Ika Baronholtz. But um, I think John Cena is just more prominently uh, up there than uh, Ike. And we also have Leslie, Leslie Mann, the uh, wife of Judd Apatow. And somehow they all work together pretty well and... Um, it's not. It doesn't seem awkward or uncomfortable for the most part, like in a cringy way. I think John Cena actually has really good comedic timing, and um, it seems like he's willing to do anything. It does seem like that. Huh? Yeah, he, he's just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. He, he seems like a really cool guy, I mean, actually. When you're a wrestler, I mean, yeah, he is a wrestler. Um, I don't know, but his image in wrestling seems um, different, right? Yeah, and it seems a bit more safe. And uh, kid friendly, yeah. but yeah, in this, like he's sticking a fucking tube up his butt and like hell, like blowing chugging. shit out his ass, and yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it cool seems to see. it seemed like a pretty funny, like not hilarious trailer, but I saw some parts that I, that I did like. I'd be uh, interested <laughs> to see if it's funnier than Game Night. Um, yeah, I don't know if it is. I haven't seen Game Night, but I would, I would definitely say this is a safe comedy to watch. It has some really good, um, some really good lines and some unexpected shit. Um. I don't know, at least in my opinion. Uh, it has a lot of risky comedy that I thought wasn't necessarily um, overdone or, or um, I don't know, borrowed from other movies. Um, that's like my main gripe with co- with comedies these days. That they're just too similar and they use the same jokes over and over again. This one actually had some, uh, some pretty original shit. Um, and it's a pretty funny movie. I would definitely recommend it for... Just about anybody all looking ages? for a comedy. Not all ages. <laughs> um, any adult that's looking for um, a funny movie, despite like your Christians? comedic preference. Uh, probably not Christians. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. Catholics? Maybe Catholics. Catholics yeah. are okay. They, they, might, they might enjoy it. They can uh, go see it right after they watch A Quiet Place. Um <laughs> But yeah, I would probably give it a three and a half out of three five. Three and a half? Yeah, three and a half out of five. <laughs> I believe that's what I gave a game night. This is uh, interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good. Two comedies that looked terrible. You thought this looked terrible? I, I just, didn't. I mean, the trailer was pretty, a little I was just pretty top, indifferent about it. I, 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 didn't, I, was, I didn't suspect uh, <laughs> I wouldn't laugh at all, but the, the trailer did seem like way too like silly. Yeah, it is a pretty silly movie. Um, I think it works overall if you... wow. This if you can embrace the, I don't know the the, the plot, because it's pretty ridiculous. If I get some, some time this week, maybe I'll shoot over the the cinemas. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it's also got Hannibal Burris in it, and it's very difficult for me to look at him without <laughs> laughing. So uh, he like plays a stepdad and shit. I mean, Frank is pretty funny. He's got like his, his shirt tucked in. <laughs> it's just it's fucking funny to watch. Okay, yeah. sweet. 
Um, is it okay if I talk about a 30 for 30? <laughs> a what? A 30 for 30. You guys ever watch 30 for 30s? No, no, no. no. What is that? It's uh, it's like sports documentaries made by ESPN. No, go for it, man. I love sports. You know mm. I'm a big sports guy. I'll be honest with you. This sounds like the most boring thing I've ever heard of. But, I mean, if you, if you got something to bring to the table, let's hear it. Yeah, man. Uh, while you do that, I'm going to go use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. Disrespectful. Yeah, very disrespectful. Uh, I'll listen, Harvey. Okay. I'm going to um, check this text, though, so I don't think I'm ignoring you. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. I watched the 30 for 30. I, I, watch, I watch them every now and again. I can't say that I'm a huge uh, 30 for 30 a uh, fanboy or I don't know aficionado <laughs> but um Weird. yeah I, I'll, I'll uh, watch them if I if I'm interested in the subject or the athlete that's that's in it and in this case I couldn't help but fucking tune in because it's uh it's about our boy Ric Flair nature boy oh word yeah it's a uh, Ric Flair 30 for 30 it details his life and uh career up until this point um but it also explores him as a person, which I um, which I really enjoyed. And um, I don't know, I don't watch a ton of Thirty for Thirties, but I don't feel that all of them have really explored the subjects uh, like I don't know personality and psyche and uh, just personal life in this in this amount of detail. Um, and I learned a lot of shit about Ric Flair that I would not have known otherwise, and it kind of has changed the way I look at him. Um, I don't know, I was a big wrestling fan up until fucking probably high school and rick flair is like one of my favorite of all time so um it, it was crazy learning a lot of shit about his personal life that i didn't know before um i don't know he was like uh he had a uh, he real had quick a, question about rick flair is he the one who dressed up in very extravagant costumes yeah nature boy and he would wear like robes <laughs> and he's, that, uh, was, he's yeah. that was a for shot the... that was a Woo! shot in the dark yeah that was a shot Ooh. in the dark. I just I just literally just said a random uh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Quick, quick uh, sidetrack. My principal at high school oh, looked God. exactly like Ric Flair. Oh, really? Uh, I'll see if I can find him in like archives or something. But uh, that's a <laughs> that's a strange person to look like. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool watching this documentary and learning these things. He he brought like happiness and entertainment to millions of people like throughout his career but um it was also in exchange for um his health and uh the happiness of those around him because he really fucked over like the lives of his family and his friends um there was like so much darkness to this dude that i did not know before he's been like a fucking alcoholic like his entire life he drinks like fucking 15 beers and like Five this cocktails dude definitely a day. looks like a fucking alcohol. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, but it's, it's also interesting that um, I don't know. I really think you guys should watch this, even if even if you're not very into wrestling or Ric Flair. It, I don't know. It's it works as a um like a character exploration. At the same time, you learn so much about this guy and what made him tick. It, this one was done really well. This is definitely my favorite one that I've seen. My favorite thirty for thirty. I mean, um. Yeah, he's 69. Yeah, he's pretty old. Uh, I mean, but it's like amazing if you watch this documentary that he's even alive. Like the things that he's done every day to his fucking body. Like not not even counting the wrestling, like the drugs and uh, the alcohol. It's interesting. Most, uh, I don't know, the way wrestling works, professional wrestling, you have people that portray these characters and it's all in service of the uh, story at large. 
But Ric Flair wasn't a fucking character. He was actually that dude. And uh, he would just brag about money and women and cars. Like, he really lived that life. Like, he wouldn't lie about anything that he was doing. Like, all the drugs and drinking. Like, he actually did that shit. Like, uh, and it kind of uh, makes an interesting point. Uh, they ask him who is, like, the real Ric Flair. Uh, or Rick Fleer, which is his real name, um, but he he doesn't have a clue. Like outside of wrestling, he he doesn't really exist. Like he is that he is that man. I think he was my principal. Oh yeah. And I this can't whole find, time. I can't find a picture, but I just sent out an SOS on a on Facebook to see if somebody can find a picture of this guy in a yearbook or something. I feel like he's not gonna look anything like you remember. Maybe just like I don't know, man. It was it was hair. like it was the whole school called him Ric Flair. Oh really? Yeah. Um yeah. I think that's it. I'm not gonna rate a thirty for thirty, but if you're interested in knowing a lot more about Ric Flair and possibly getting depressed while you're watching it, I would highly suggested. I didn't know these 30s for 30s went that uh, that deep. Yeah, they're really good documentaries. I've seen some uh, pretty good ones. Um, ones that have nearly made me uh, shed a tear. Wow. They're, they're pretty good. You forget that they're even uh, uh, made by ESPN. But, okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's it for me. I don't think I'll watch anything else. Okay. Well, uh, in that case, you guys want to move on to our, our review? Yeah, I guess so. All right, here's a clip for You Are Never Really Here. It's done. The man called. And he wants to see you. State Senator Albert Vato. He doesn't want to get the cops involved. He wants to meet you. You have kids, Joe? Nina. Her name is Nina. 35 East 31st Street. I've heard of these places. If she's there, I'll get her. Cleary said you were brutal. I can be. You Were Never Really Here. Written and directed by Lynn Ramsey. Starring Joaquin Phoenix, Judith Roberts, Ekaterina Samsonov. I hope I said that right. We got John Dunham and... uh, Some other people. The uh, synopsis reads as uh, a traumatized veteran, unafraid of violence, tracks down the missing, sorry, tracks down missing girls for a living. When a job spins out of control, Joe's nightmares overtake him as a conspiracy is uncovered, leading to what may be his death trip or his awakening. That's a dramatic and overly explaining movie, I think. It's too much, I think. But uh, what do you think about this movie, Steve? I gotta. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, give me one second. Sorry, I was dealing with uh, iMessage issue. I'll go first if, if you f- want. All right. No, no. Oh, I'll go wow. first. no, no. You go first. You go first. I mean, no, I mean, you go first. I figured it out. You go first. Okay. Um, and what movie were we talking about? You. Were- oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were never really here. Uh, yeah, you were never really here. I watched this movie. Um, Did you? Yeah. Thoughts? My thoughts. This movie actually reminded me a lot of uh, Ghost Dog. Um, I know you guys haven't seen it, but um, Forrest uh, Whitaker. May- maybe Sean will agree when he comes back. Um, but yeah, it it's a lot like Ghost Dog. Um, you have these uh, 
two main characters that are, I don't know, probably fucking crazy. And um, they're both kind of assassins. They uh, handle jobs and uh, the plot surrounds a, a job that went bad. Um, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is in, is really strange in this movie. I don't think I've seen him play a character quite like this yet. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. So he's an assassin, I suppose. He It seems like he mostly deals in jobs that are associated with uh, kidnapped children. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure why that is. Um, I think, I think I know why. I, yeah. I think it's because of his own issues and his own, uh, his own childhood and, uh, upbringing. But, um, yeah, I just, it, it just seems strange that a person like this would even exist. Like, I don't know. I know there's like private investigators and stuff. that like try to help find missing kids, but he's like a very hands-on blend Vigil- of a vigilante. fucking assassin with a, you know, vigilante and a, like a pr- private investigator. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, but yeah, like a trouble comes when he, um, he, he's given a, a job to uh, find a little girl. And, um, I don't know. Is it spoiler talk to talk about surrounding the surrounding circumstances? Of I, that? I think, I think uh, it's best if you go in, in it's, it's in the trailer, but nothing's really said in the trailer. Honestly, I think yeah, which I, I think watched is... the trailer and, uh, they reveal way too much. So if you can, maybe don't, if you haven't seen it already, don't watch the trailer. Yeah. Just yeah. go off this, of our this movie. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, something goes wrong with the job. And so it puts him in a situation where he has to, uh, fight, uh, this unknown shadowy organization that's trying to uh, cover their tracks and uh, just remain in business and get everyone out of the way that knows about them. That's good. Um, And so we end up seeing this guy fighting for his life and also fighting to uh, save the little girl that was kidnapped. But at the same time, we get this uh, blend of um, images from his just destroyed psyche and mind. Um, So it works as a really really well done psychological thriller we see um i think yeah i would say that's like the first positive mark i have with the film is that the visual techniques that they use to because i feel like sometimes i feel like some some films rely on flashbacks way too much and we get way too much of the story like we get disconnected from what's happening and i think it helps being placed in the character's position when you see these like limited views of its past and I think that's like the first positive thing I would like. I loved yeah. about it, where it's just like you get glimpses, but you understand like what he's feeling because you don't see the past in like junk, giant chucks. You only see it in these like these like these still frames that we all yeah. and look they, back at. And they're generally associated with what he's experiencing, like in the in the present. Um, yeah, a lot of movies they'll try to handle this by doing uh, these exposition filled flashbacks to kind of explain the character. But through this one, we get to experience his past as he as it comes back to him it's like haunting yeah it's haunting him and um i think it's way more powerful this this way because we actually see how it impacts him and therefore we like feel the consequences of uh i don't know the things that happened to him and um yeah i think it's just done very well yeah in that respect yeah that's that's one thing that i noticed right off the bat where i was just like wow like it, it and it continues throughout the film, and we learn so much, even though we're only given like maybe a few seconds of like, and it's like when I'm talking about seconds, it's like split second like yeah. imagery that that you get. You don't get very long to like sit there and like 
meanders. Like, yeah. hmm, what does that mean? Yeah, it sort of pieces pieces together his psyche over over the course of the movie, and um, you learn about his past. Like, because in the beginning, I was very confused. I thought he was masturbating to a picture of a child while while choking himself at the same time. But yeah, I was clearly way off. <laughs> I didn't know this that at all. I didn't you, see yeah, that. I didn't see that either. But um, <laughs> you guys didn't see I, that. I, I can when see it like now. Breaking, that you say, I, yeah, I saw I mean, that, but I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't, he had I, a picture of a kid, and he had a plastic bag over his. So I'm like, oh, he's, your place went. You went dark. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it it could have been autoerotic's picture. Yeah, that's what um, it seemed like. But, but uh, yeah, wow. Okay, who should go next? <laughs> yes, perfect transition. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll talk a little bit. Uh, yeah, so my initial thoughts, I, I absolutely adored this movie. It's something that was right off my alley. Uh, I'm going to say that I was a little, I came into it already feeling positive about it because Johnny Greenwood did the soundtrack. He right. also did the score for Phantom Thread, which I loved. And I was looking to one day, and this was a few weeks back, and then I'm like, and I noticed, I'm like, what else he's done? And then I'm like, oh shit, he's doing You Were Never Really Here. And I'm like, I need to listen to it. So I've kind of been prepping myself and the score is like one of the first things i need to talk about just because i feel like how the way he scored this is untraditional in comparison to other films that you might see i feel when you have a score you really just kind of like you take the mood of the scene i'm not i'm not i'm not a composer so like i might just be talking shit on my ass but i like how in this film is that i felt the score instead of taking what was happening in the scene and kind of like setting the music to it, I think he relied on how the character felt and what he was going through. And I think that's how we get these very interesting instrumentals like throughout the film and how they're, I would say sometimes just opposed to one another. Like they're not there. They're, it's there's one moment where it's just like, I, I would man, I would say like near the third act where it's like, it's like, Oh, this is weird. Like, why is, why is this is, different from what we heard earlier in the film and uh, and that's what i think at least i think he instead of creating a score for like a scene he's created the score for the character and how he's feeling and it's in a way a soundtrack to his emotions and like what he's going through in that moment i mean who knows maybe we get this in other movies but it was interesting to watch it in this film just because it really is a character uh, yeah i think this is a thing Uh, yeah yeah, i think it's very uh, character centric story and I think a lot of the things, the visuals and even the score are go hand in hand with that. So I would say that's another like aspect of the film that I loved. Uh, the Oh, I have to mention, like, I almost peed myself watching this movie. That's not good. <laughs> because it was I like feel bad for you. Because it was like an hour and thirty minutes, so it's not like a really long movie. And I'm like sitting there, I'm night at Nighthawk. And, you know, I had like a beer or two, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Fuck!" That's why I don't drink. Fuck! Oh man! Yeah, and I'm sitting there. Shit. I'm like, "Cause like, yo," and I'm like trying to wait for a slow beat in the movie, but you really don't get that. Like, you want to keep watching, and I'm like, "Sitting," so I'm like, "I'm like, fuck!" And I ran out. The, I ran out the door, <laughs> ran to the bathroom, came back, and I sit down. I'm like, I'm feeling a lot better. And this dude just looks at me like, "Yo, you just missed some shit." Like he gave me that like side eye look, like. You fucked up. Oh, no. Wait, you, you left? <laughs> I had to. I was going to pee myself. Oh, no. Dude, I was like, he gave me this weird side eye like. He's like, nah, man. I would have too, bro. <laughs> you fucked up. Th- this ain't fucking Power Rangers, bro. You, you can't, can't just up. leave. Oh, that's upsetting, Steve. Yeah, see, dude. see the movie. Re- rewatch the movie. I mean, I will. Like, no problem. I definitely re- rewatch this film. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I love. Oh, another great thing is that 
the story doesn't really meander as well. Like it, I think the pacing is really well done, and it's a. It might seem very like. I don't want to spoil anything, but I would have to say it might seem like it's like all these branches and all these things that we're talking about make it sound very complicated, very heavy. But I think the overall story is pretty simply laid out, and I, I think it works. You know, it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome, which I really liked. I think, uh, yeah, I think I I don't even want to call this a psychological thriller because it it doesn't have those moving parts that remind me of psychological. Yeah, thrillers. exactly. It's not like it's it's not like. Try, you're not trying to decrypt anything. I think it's more, yeah, it's... Uh, yes, yeah. Um, do you want to jump in? I mean, I have some more stuff, but by all means. Can you uh, do me a favor? Yeah. Pull up Sean's review. We can throw him in here. Do you have it open? Or no? Yeah. Okay. Just on the one click away. Yeah, let's... Uh, so Sean's going <laughs> to submit his review here via Steve. You know, it's funny. He didn't approve this, so I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah, we're going to do it anyway. He's public, bro. It's the internet. <clears throat> so what, what did Sean, uh, what did he rate it, and what did he think? Of uh, what, what so Sean gave it, and I'm going to wait till the end to, to give the, the rating. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait. Wait for the end. Yeah. Okay, so he begins. <clears throat> <clears throat> Taxi Driver meets There Will Be Blood. This film will resonate most with fans of Enemy and Under the Skin, the best score Johnny Greenwood has ever created. I now consider Lynn Ram what Lynn Ramsey is that uh, yeah, Lynn a master Ramsey. of dark psychological dramas. I absolutely love this film from beginning to the very end. Okay, two thumbs up. Wow, emojis. <laughs> really? Yeah. He put, he put emojis in there. Yeah. Ah, okay. Forgive me, because I'm gonna wax. I'm gonna Which, <laughs> what? what? Just wait, what? Me and Harvey both looking at each other like, I'm thinking like, Harvey, you know what that means? I think it's a short wax poetic. Basically, it means uh, I'm going to... Oh, God. Uh, I don't want to... I'm fucking rolling my eyes just so... <sighs> All right. I'm going to preface this by saying... All uh, right, kids, settle down. We got at least 30 <laughs> minutes of Tom just nonstop I'm gonna, I'm stream gonna, of consciousness bullshit. <laughs> I'm not going to drag it out that long, but probably 20 minutes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm shook. That's what I wrote. This movie shook me <laughs> to my core. Um, My review here is going to be significantly more dramatic than your guys' review. This movie emotionally impacted me in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. Uh, Close to this feeling was probably last year's good time. Yeah, I, w- but, I would say that this film definitely reminds me. But that was more of like an adrenaline come down. This, to me, was an emotional come down that I haven't felt in a long time. Uh, so we're, if we look at Sean's review, he said, uh, fans of Under the Skin and Enemy will love this movie. And I get where he's coming from when he says that. It is very art house in a sense. But I don't think it's similar to them in the sense that this this movie has a, an emotional unraveling and a performance so real and visceral, like in the real world, whereas those movies feel fantasized. Um, I don't th- think those movies compare. I loved Enemy and I liked Under the Skin. I wouldn't say I loved Under the Skin. But the emotional unraveling and pain in Joaquin Phoenix's character that he's able to admit on screen, th- this movie feels incredible. Like... I, f- I think I figured it out, though. And uh, this is going back to me making huge strides on Do the Right Film and my wave of feminism. I think females are on to something. And, and I think they 
<laughs> I think I've truly come to like realize the identity of like female filmmaking and um it's like an amalgam of compassion and empathy in their filmmaking and storytelling that I don't think you get with a lot of male directors. It's more self deprecating I guess you're trying to say with more male directors like we look at ourselves and like have a tendency of kind of just like looking at more of the negative aspects and not really trying to find that no I don't know I think it's just like the way they write compassion and empathy dude like I yeah like I mean I felt American Honey Lost in Translation and this movie are all movies that kind of uh I'm obsessed with now and uh, they're all made by females, and they all have one thing in common. It's like they're not needlessly art house and like experimental. I don't think this movie. It's a little bit experimental. Yeah, but, but it's it, not. It has so much purpose. It feels like it. It doesn't make yeah. you dig deep for. And that's what I was talking about, which I loved. It was just like I felt like the pacing and everything just like was there for a reason. It yes. wasn't. It didn't overstay its welcome. It was like. It was like. Like uh, under the skin is represented, um, very like with a blanket like like for instance the the theme that stood out the most in that movie was like uh who was like uh get it like <laughs> like kind of like the fuck what was i gonna say the the beauty kind of image that society creates and everything this movie uh it it has these surface themes they're not like under the surface they're or under the skin they're they're <laughs> They're so no they're so like level with me when I'm watching it that I like I, I seriously felt emotionally like fucking rattled, dude. Yeah, I I, th- I think I would say that's the one thing Joaquin Phoenix and I think Lindsay Renzi in, in conjunction were able to capture this like a broken person because the one thing and I think everyone feels this at times. Is, is that that sense of just like complete and absolute like nothing like it's just like this pain that's overwhelming imagine watching and I think, this movie and i think she captures that on camera just so well and i i was just like blown away there there are people out here in the world like joaquin phoenix character joe who feel so detached from human companionship that they're they're living with like a darkness inside of them imagine being one of those people and watching this movie I kind of like empathetically put myself in those shoes. I I have no problem with human companionship. I have humans around me. But the circumstances in my life didn't lead me the other way, which could have been fucking loneliness. And my God, this movie hit me to the... And like the ending credits when I was just sitting there, I I couldn't get up. It was like good time syndrome. I believe Good Time came out in April too, so this is funny that it's happening again. I I imagine. I mean, I'm just saying, putting all the cards on the table. This will be my my number one on Good my time list. Came out August. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's pre summer. Look it up. But uh, I think this movie is going. I I just can't imagine a film that's going to knock this out of the top five of of the year. And if there are movies that like knock this out of the top five of films of the year, I'll be excited about this year of movies. It will be a great year for movies. Um, I guess I'm being a little dramatic, but I really did feel this way about this. Movie. No, you're not, because I mean, I've like the things you're saying. Like, I completely agree. I, I think this film captures because I, when I left the theater, I was I walked out, and I'm just like, it was like this weird kind of emptiness. Yeah, and the score and, really helps too. Yeah, I mean, like the score is incredible. Like, no, it's just, yeah, I think 
I think that feeling like you really put yourselves into that character and I think everything like I said the score and the visuals just all work together to put you into his shoes and you feel everything he's feeling and yeah that leaves you a little bit empty near the end of, like at the end of the film if you don't feel anything at the end of this film it, it's very odd like it's like I, I I felt like empty a bit like shit man yeah it's it's a hard movie you know and, you know, and it's iron- hard ironically so does uh Joaquin Joe Joe is very empty and that's and and that's something I want to kind of touch on as well as I don't know if you noticed this but there's this weird absence of actual visual violence like until I would say closer to the end like if you actually think about it yeah I wonder if that's a female thing too I don't I don't know (laughs) I I I don't know if that's something specific I feel like that'd be kind of way too broad to say but I know I'm just uh, speculating speculate uh no but it was interesting because one of my favorite scenes that security scene the security camera scene when he right. breaks into the the hotel, which is in the trailers, but yeah. don't watch the trails if you haven't. Yeah, like if don't watch it if you don't need to. But yeah, there's this amazing scene, and if you actually if you notice throughout the movie, we don't see actually any physical gratuitous violence. Like we see the aftermath. We never actually see. And if you remember another another scene is when when we see a character get shot. We don't see that person reacting we don't see him actually getting physically shot we see the, the aftermath of that right and and I, um, and, I, and I think i love that as well because i think until the end like we really it, it really culminates i think it uh i think this movie realizes that there's no reason to shock people like like yeah. drive when he's like stomping on the guy's skull or whatever that was i love drive but um this is different if not like, needed yeah this movie is uh it it brings you somewhere deep in joe's emotions that like if you're not supposed to be you're not watching an action movie so this is like taken but if it was done like an art house character study i don't know but uh no that's a good point like we, we are again put in his shoes because you know we because he doesn't feel anything when he when he hurts someone so we don't need to see the violence but we do react to the aftermath like he does and there's like and he of, has like great reactions yeah. to that and there's plenty of things that make you uncomfortable in this movie and none of it's like gory violence no not at all it's some weird it gets it gets really weird yeah but uh harvey you look like you got something to say there um yeah i just wanted to um that made me think of uh similar thoughts that i had while watching the movie um yeah it seems that uh the director she what's her name uh ramsey lynn ramsey lynn ramsey yeah. yeah it seems like she opted to uh shy away from showing the uh, physical violence, and um, she more so, uh, I don't know, decided to put his, um, I don't know, his 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 mind at the forefront of the uh, of the movie. I think that's the more disturbing, and um, I don't know, probably the more violent um, thing. He's completely uh, like. PTSD racked and his brain is just completely fucked up. He's um incredibly lonely and he's um incredibly unstable. And I think that's much more haunting than um and unsettling than any violent images could have been. Um that shit does usually doesn't last much longer than it's on the screen. Like uh, you aren't necessarily impacted by that f- for um days or hours after watching the movie. I think the idea of this man being so um, psychologically unhinged is uh, a much more 
ideal thing to show. I don't know. It uh, it's more effective, I believe. Um, I think that is also a uh, part of the reason why she shows so many um scenes of him nearly committing suicide and um breathing in the plastic bags. I think that is also a very good choice over showing um him like sort of I don't know, he it could have been much more direct. It could have been him uh with a gun and uh nearly shooting himself himself. But I think that would be less as effective in the same sense as showing a lot of uh needless violence it's much more it's much more brute and uh i don't know and heavy i don't know if that makes sense but uh i don't know it's just a subtle i don't know this person is just really fucking good it's it's much more subtle and it's much more um impactful for for us to see him gasping for air yeah and um and that's true. A lot of the self-infliction, or the more the physicality, it's done to himself yeah. more than it is we see we see him do it to himself rather than like other people. So I hope that made sense. Um, it does. I, I, but I think it, those two are linked. It makes sense to, to us, but I'm not sure. Like, if you haven't seen this movie, um, this this movie is so rich that like we we could do like a, a do the right film like spoiler like video essay on this because. Um, I don't know, man. Like you can't. I can't really talk about why this film fucking rattles me to the core without spoiling like parts of the plot. That are important. And I think also it's not just like. I mean, you could talk about it all day, but I feel like people. That it's something that you need to watch in order to actually have a discussion about it. It's one of those films. There's like it's a rare occasion when you watch a movie that you can you can, you know, speak on it like so much and like try to give it as much praise or you try to like bring to light of like certain elements but i think it works best with the group who's already seen it right like yeah, so like if yeah like there's certain movies like if it's like a regular blockbuster we can explain away like different elements of the film that we yeah, didn't like, like or, oh we didn't like the villain yeah or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah because it's it's almost because it's not a character study. So i think it's more character studies and in how they work in a movie that are, that are difficult to really but even this one i mean it, it's not in its own it's not like a isolated character study. It actually yeah. has a plot. Yeah, exactly. But, but it's uh, just but a mixture of that being and it being a character study. It's very hard to to spill the beans on why I love this movie so much. Yeah, without spoiling it. But uh, fuck, man, I don't know. It was a it was a very silent train ride home with my my girlfriend. She was she was also uh, quite speechless. Is that dramatic? If I said I was speechless? No, I mean, it's, it's how you felt. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm speechless, bro. Not speechless. Wrong with that. Well, I think, I think. do you guys want to keep talking? I mean, there, I feel like there's no negative aspects that we have on this movie. I'm just going to say it right now. This movie's easily a five out of five for me. Jesus Christ. Well, um, I was going to mention that this movie blows Shape of Water out of the water. <laughs> Man, why are you always hating on that movie? It has to do with water. <laughs> Very similar to Shape of Water. I think there's a scene in the trailer with it, which like, like yeah, very similar. Yeah, like, very again, sim- Don't watch the trailer because I feel like every good scene's in the trailer. Um, yeah, it this the that scene. It just just water. I'll just say that that scene has me uh the one in the lake. Yeah, but don't say any more, bro. Yeah, that was, that was shot really fucking well. I mean, I 
Tears. Tears, guys. The lighting was perfect. I got tears. Yeah, we need to like applaud everyone on this team. I feel like just like everyone's on point. We got seven the minutes sound standing. Is, sound ovation. design, too, is just so great. Yeah. Like that um, cacophony of the fucking the city. Oh, yeah, man. Like, like the, there was the like, that shit was fucking loud. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, that's exactly how New York sounds. It's trans- always fucking yeah. loud. And the transitions uh, between scenes were massively done as well with like trains going by and stuff. Yeah, I can't wait until I can't wait to see her next her next film. Now, Lynn Ramsey, I, I, I need to go back. Watched, I need to watch her older stuff as well. I haven't watched I heard, any of her stuff. Like I've been, I've had. We need to talk about Kevin on my list for so long. Yeah, I need to rewatch. I to watch. Yeah, exactly. I don't really have any. Um, this is something I really like, but um, there's a lot of uh, conversation in this movie, but he's never really a part of it. And um, yeah. you just he's, get not, this, he's not there. Yeah, you get this drowning conversation from other people, but he's never a part of it. And um, I don't know. Well, it, I mean, it, he he is, but he's not there. Like actually, like there's like this one on one when he's like sitting on the couch and like, do you remember like anything the uh, other character was saying to him? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's he's not really participating. But I was just talking about like the conversation from random people that yeah. are like off screen or oh yeah or extras and. Um, yeah, he, there's just this loud conversation with with these people all the time, and I feel like he's always excluded from that. But it's also kind of like taunting him in a way because he um, he is incredibly lonely and um, just alone. I don't know if he is necessarily lonely, but he is alone at all times. Yeah, and um, I don't know, just that human interaction or connection. He has none of that. But I don't know. It's kind of juxtaposed by him just hearing people talk very loudly all the time yeah Yeah, this movie's uh i guess the best way to sum it up is like an epic face-off between good and evil and uh this is similar to drive in a way or evil versus evil no well anti-hero type thing but it's like drive it's it's he's put in this situation and uh he's he's kind of a vigilante but he's 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 the representing the good in the movie versus the evil and uh but this movie like the good versus evil in, in Drive is is pretty surface. This is a uh, like internal and external, like in his brain, like in in the world around him. It's it's just so deep. It's fuck, man. I love this movie. And it's loaded with a uh, just uh, unsettling nihilism. Yeah, I yeah. can't uh, I can't praise this movie enough. Um, it's a great movie to watch when you you know when it's such a beautiful day outside. You know, stop it. No, I mean I'm dead serious. It was such a nice day, and you walk outside, sunshine, and you're like, "Fucking yeah. Christ!" It was like the brightest day. Ever. <laughs> I walked out of the theater, like my eyes were hurting for like two minutes. I, yeah, I saw, I saw it at hell? night, but uh, it got shit. cold that night. No, I guess it, got, it was perfect. It got though. really cold. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, well, oh, actually, yeah, I saw it at night too. Never mind. What am I talking about? I'm thinking of blockers. Steve has already uh, thrown his his review in the air. Sean gave it a five. All right, so we got two five star reviews from Sean and Steve. It's obvious by my dramatic four and review half. that it, I'm a four and a half plus a half, so that's five. Mm, okay, cool. For the beard, plus point five for Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, the first beard. six. Just like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, if you do like it's pick out like higher. like films that could be six stars, this could be one for me. I'm trying to think if I've given anything a five this year yet. I definitely have not. I've mm. given Annihilation a five. Yeah, I gave. You gave that no, you gave that a four, bro. No, I gave it a five. I'll have to go back and Did listen. 
Yeah, I gave it a five. I gave it a four. I don't he know gave, if you gave it a. F- I did because I was like made a big deal about it. What? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Annihilation was good, but this movie destroyed my uh, my well being. It's I mean, I'll never be right the same. now. They're both in my top five. So which one's first though? Don't worry about it. I need to know. No, you don't need to. I know need shit. to know right now. <laughs> need no shit. All right. Well, I'm hoping it's this one. Uh, but uh, Harvey, what do you got for us? What's your star rating? Yeah, I mean, this movie's not for everyone, right? Yeah, I would definitely say this is not at all for everyone. I, uh, I think this is a good introduction into art house films for people, though. I mean, it's not too art house, like not too. Uh, Some people might find it a bit no. slow. It's not like I think full of allegories. Yeah, I think it's pretty accessible. You can piece together what the film uh, is saying and the yeah. messages behind it. Um, what it's saying about this character. I think that all that shit is accessible. Um, I'm struggling because that's a five out of five. <laughs> What's the problem? What are you struggling know, with? Because I haven't, I don't know. <laughs> There's don't, a lot of movies left this year and I don't know. What's wrong with giving one, like multiple ones fives? It's going to make it harder. Just making sure year. my scale is balanced and um, fair. <laughs> Last movie I gave a five was uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a balance it should just be like your first feeling like you should feel a star rating in your heart yeah, I mean the hell what kind of Yu Gi Oh bullshit is yeah. that feel it in your heart and the cards will come that's right that's right <laughs> God damn yeah, this is there yeah. was, as soon as the lake scene happened I was like five stars yeah, yeah that was fucking <laughs> incredible I almost drooled on myself that's when like, I almost <laughs> <that's> <laughs> one, my joke my mouth is just open. <laughs> Well, shit, I almost peed myself, so I knew then. I was just like, fuck, man. I guess this movie's good. Man, you got to go rewatch it, though, because you missed at least two minutes. I, I missed a minute, and that dude gave me the fucking... You know which minute you missed by... Uh, It was right after the lake scene. It was like right afterwards. Mm, you, probably, you, you shouldn't even be going in the bathroom in the third act at all, probably. Dude, I, I was like... It was like... It was like... I mean, the first mistake was drinking beers before the, the movie. That's your first mistake, dude. It was like threat level midnight, man. That shit was like <laughs> up there, man. I was just like, about to lose my I'm shit. I start wearing uh, catheters to uh, movies. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that'll solve a lot of problems. It will. Sounds like a lot of pain to endure for <laughs> just <movie>. not to pee. <laughs> just have just have someone record the scene. You have a girlfriend. Tell her, like, yeah, record the scene while I take a piss. I guess, but we got five stars all around, which is yeah, a, that's a first for uh, for this year. I mean, have we done it before? Also, I just want to call back to uh, me being wrong about Good Time coming out in April. I could have swore it was like pre-summer. Got you. Didn't realize I told it was, you it was August. Didn't realize it was that late in the year. Like, Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed like, that either. I feel like I saw that like over a year ago, but it was like eight months ago, nine months ago. Mm-hmm. That's weird, man. I remember because uh, we're coming off the... Uh, the blockbuster, the summer blockbuster I thought heat it was, wave. I thought it was before the heat wave. I thought we like then, saw Dunkirk and then we had a, after. Yeah, we had good time, and then we had this weird lull d- until uh, Blade Runner came out mm, in right, September right. because we had like American Made and we had like all these other movies. So I did like that American Made. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's about it. We got to pick a movie for next week. This is a tough one. I did. I did look. Um, this morning just to like get a, a a good idea uh it's not looking good guys oh yeah yeah no, i have no idea what comes out next week all right let me let me pull it up here so april 20th 420 blaze it 
2. Oh, Super Troopers 2 comes out. Yeah, so Super Troopers <laughs> 2 is the only pick that it makes sense. It's oh, it's weird God. to do a sequel that is like so old, but uh here are the alternatives. It came we got, out like 20 years ago. I know. We got we got Do, do they really need this movie anymore? Like I mean, people love Yeah, people are very excited about this. Um but here's the thing. The alternatives are not great, Steve. We got I Feel Pretty, Amy Schumer. Okay. Eh. I'm done with her. I was joking, but that was legit like almost 20 years ago. So we also have Traffic, which uh, I saw the trailer for. It looks quite awful. Traffic? Is it about human trafficking? No. Um, couldn't tell what it's about because the trailer is bad. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, that, those are the main review or no, sorry, main releases. That's weird. We Just have wait, the wait. Devil and Father of Morth, which is not accessible at all. I don't think we should see that. And then we also have uh, some French film. Yeah, I, <laughs> dude, I I don't know, man. Unless we go back. Oh, Traffic is the movie with Omar Epps. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm actually kind of interested in that. Um, oh, man, I, it looked pretty cheesy to me. Yeah, it doesn't look good, but I haven't seen Omar Epps in a. Uh, in a movie in a really long time, especially um, just I just don't know if it role. merits a main review. You know, <laughs> I don't I mean, think any. I think, of these I think we does Super, does Super Troopers two merit a main review? I mean, just because of its legacy, but I don't know. L- I'm listen, not excited about it. I mean, I think we dodged a bullet last week, man. We had Truth of the Air, which is at a 15 percent right now. Let's rampage at rampage is at a 50. So, ooh, not bad. Um, but yeah, the I Feel Pretty movie comes out right. Yeah, with uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumacher. Um, it's a tough one, guys. Emily, Emily Ratchikowski is in that. And Michelle Williams. R- Rory Scoville is in that, too. I like Rory Scoville. Steve, what, what's your gut? Like, if you had to, if you had like a millisecond to pick one, what would you pick? I don't you, You're already over a millisecond, so. <laughs> well, it's up to you guys if you want to shelf it. Oh, and, just wait. I want to watch Ghost Stories with Martin Freeman. A ghost story? No, it's ghost stories. I don't Martin see Freeman. That. I don't see that anywhere. It's coming out. It's coming out four twenty, man. Doesn't seem like, like Martin real. Freeman. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've heard of that. So I saw the trailer a while back, and I was just like, "Damn, this looks super interesting." It's basically about this guy who's like debunks uh, ghost stories. Or a documentary? Like, like haunt? No, no. It's it's uh, a it's, it's actual movie. It. All right. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's it's out of like a ninety five percent. I would say if. Um, if someone can argue Super Troopers, which I, I bet someone can argue Super Troopers, I would actually like to really watch Ghost Stories. I saw the trailer and I was just like, oh, this looks really interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind watching Are this. you sure? That it's not coming up on any of mine. Dude, I'm looking at it right now. Let's just watch Super Troopers too. Oh, man. They have this whole bit where they're doing Canadian accents and they're saying A a lot. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm too pumped for that. That sounds <laughs> awful. I didn't even watch the trailer for this, surprisingly. I don't know oh, how yeah. I missed it. It's um. It, it, I feel like it's good. It's gonna be very. I feel like it's good. very. It's gonna be very dated. Like, yeah, in terms of comedy. Yeah, yeah, I think their comedy style probably hasn't evolved. Um, yeah, and it's since just, the early two thousand, so it could it could feel like something very old and um, probably offensive, not, not relevant. I mean, yeah, older comedy isn't inherently inherently uh, offensive. Yeah, that's why I guess are, I'm not too pumped for it. But, that's why. Yeah, I mean, and this ghost story is playing then in again, one theater in New York. I mean. All right, I'm going to go watch this fucking movie. You guys could go watch Super Troopers and tell me how how it is, all right? Harvey, you want to do Super Troopers? Sure. All right, I mean, <laughs> let's do it. I mean, I don't I don't know what else we can watch. 
I mean, people want to hear that, right? We got Avengers the week after, though, so. Oh, yeah, son of a bitch. People have been waiting for this for a very long time, so we should probably review it. Yeah, let's not be too pretentious. We just reviewed a art house indie film by a Scottish woman, so we could do this. Yeah. Super this. Troopers 2. The troops all back together. Is that the slogan? The no, troops I, all I made, back together? I made, I made that one up. They could have it if they want. All right. We got a topic, guys. You guys want to talk weapons? Yeah. Weapons? Right. Weapons. Do you, did you not know this was the topic? No. It was It was Your favorite weapon. It was discussed my favorite several weapon, times. My favorite weapon is a... Um, just so you seriously didn't know. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we put it in the intro of the, the episode. And about that's you? the funniest part. <laughs> I obviously know because I'm a part of the show, but maybe you should just explain to the uh, listeners what what <laughs> what this is about. Sounds like you're conning me into telling you. All right, so um, if you, we watched uh, You Were Never Really Here, and uh, there's kind of an iconic weapon of choice for this character. It's not, you know emphasize too much in the movie i mean we have an idea but why. it's pretty important i think there's a flashback with it but it's just a very small ball pin hammer and uh it's not the most original we've seen a hammer and drive but it got us thinking like what uh what other it's not the best weapon i mean like there's we're, we're thinking of weapons that are like uh, a little bit too convoluted for for being used for assault when you could just use like a, a bigger striking object or, or a gun or something. But these characters uh, notably choose these weapons anyway. So what do you what do you got, Steve? What, what's your favorite uh, or just a notable one that sticks out to you uh, in film? A weapon that is unnecessary pretty much. It's unnecessary, but I really... This shit, I don't know why, but it always bothers me when I watch it. It's the... Uh, I don't know if it's I don't know the proper name for it, but uh, it's in No Country for Old Men. Okay, this is my runner-up because I knew someone would pick it. But it's the bolt gun. So it's that, called, that, it's called, called a cap a captive bolt pistol. All right. Uh, and I don't know why, but every single time like he either uses it around someone, I get like super tense because it, I mean it fucking instantly kills a cow. Like just like yes, and it, it always bothers me. It's actually even shown in a uh, it. Well, uh, in one of the opening sequences to one of the characters uh-huh. where he has to use the gun on a cow and I, like it still freaks me out. Like, I don't know why. I just don't like that. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Like, when we brought up this topic, I thought I could either go very traditional and say something like a lightsaber or a pistol or a sword. But I want to do something completely on un- but, th- but those are like... Those aren't really notable because they make sense as a weapon. Yeah. It's, it sticks out a lot when uh, the, the weapon doesn't make sense. That weapon yeah. sticks out in No Country for Old Men. And it's like and it's actually useful. Like It's like very useful. It is, but in a way, it's like you got to carry around the fucking compressor. But the thing is, like, <laughs> it's like you weren't like, all right, if you see someone just walking around a compressor with that thing, like you won't, probably won't think twice. Sure, right? but uh, yeah, it's just a... It's like such an can, impractical way of killing someone, but it works very well. But if well. you had a, a handgun, you just hide You have to your, get them to submit to their death. Yeah, exactly. They have to be willing to die. Whether Damn. not... Well, I'm just saying, they, <laughs> n- whether they know it or not, uh, yeah. they have to like stand still in front of you and like allow you to put that thing on yeah, yeah. it's Yeah, it's not long-range yeah. uh, but, I mean, friendly. <laughs> yeah, of course not. It's not like you can fucking shoot it from a car. But, but it's yeah, just, th- th- those scenes with that weapon are terrifying. That sh- yeah, that shit's like out. super terrifying. So, uh, yeah, that's my choice. 
I don't have any runners up because I didn't think of any other ones that are. Notable. What about what about you, Harvey? Um. Yeah. Okay. I've got one. Thor's um, hammer, Mjol, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. What's his? What's Mjolnir? No, that's not. Um. This is just the something that I think is pretty funny. I don't know if you guys have seen if you've seen uh, your next. Oh, uh, don't think so. no! I knew you'd bring. A, <laughs> I, I knew you'd bring a horror weapon because I was like, "There's great weapons in horror movies that I don't watch." Yeah, and your next it was a uh, was a surprise hit. Um, I think everyone thought it was going to be terrible, but um, it was actually directed by uh, Adam Wingard. He's kind of in that uh, mumblecore circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like friends with Ty West and Joel Swanberg and all those guys. He made a horror film called Your Next a couple years ago, and it kind of um, it's a slasher movie. Uh, but it kind of flips things on its ear, and it the uh, main character is a very resourceful young woman who fights back, and um, I don't know, I guess I'll spoil. It. She ends up killing a, a man with a, a with a blender, and it's one of the funniest and uh, like a whole man. Well, well, she doesn't kill, she doesn't chop his entire body up with a blender, but, but she um, gets the job done. With yeah, she kills blender. him with a blender. She um, like removes the top and then just drives it into his head and then Jesus. turns it on. Jesus. It's a it's a pretty brutal scene, but it's also it's got it's obviously com- comedic at the same time. I would be so um, afraid that would that wouldn't work. I think there's some um, <laughs> I think there's some nice uh, imagery too there too. I mean, a woman killing a man with a uh, a household oh, product you, that household is traditionally used by women. Yeah. Okay, know, like I get a, what you're saying. Yeah, I've so it's kind of empowering in that in that way. I but think. I mean, let's be honest. Wilma Flintstone's been doing it for ages. How so? Frying pan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They even had frying pans uh, in those days. I, I mean, I think they had a lot. Of <laughs> we really talked a lot. Also had dinosaur vacuum cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been meaning to watch your next. It's always been on my list, and I've been. Well, maybe you'll watch it next. Today. Maybe you'll watch oh. it today. Next. Oh, stop it! Ooh. All right, Harvey's prepping. I got. I got a pick. This. I. I wanted to pick No Country for Old Men. Um, but I'm going to have to do like a, a runner-up or something here. But my runner-up's a double feature. You know, when you buy the DVDs, you get a double feature of movies that are kind of similar. I got one here for you. It involves penises. Uh, there's a very quick scene in a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh. Where, where a man <laughs> proceeds to just beat the fuck out of someone with a big black rubber dildo. Mm-hmm. And Great scene. Uh, it's... It's pretty intense. He's just fucking banging away on this guy's okay. face. Well, now I got, <laughs> now I got something. Uh, boy, you're my. I have a double future though. Something similar happens in a Clockwork Orange. No. Okay. No. A Clockwork Orange is a. There's a really creepy scene where Alex, the character's name played by uh, Martin, uh, what's his name? Fuck, blank. Yeah. I don't know if, yeah. Damn, none of us remember. McDonald. McDonald, maybe. Um, he, uh, proceeds to kill someone with a, uh, piece of artwork. It's a giant, weirdly shaped porcelain penis. And he kind of chases her around with it and then, uh, proceeds to facing forward, kill her with Mal- Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm yeah, McDowell. 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 Martin, Martin McDonough is the guy who did three billboards. Yeah, I was saying, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm you, McDowell. No, you combine the two somehow. God, goddamn Irish names. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a, there's your double future dick killings. I, I haven't seen anybody one? kill anybody with an actual dick. Yeah, this wasn't my pick, but it made me think of, <laughs> there's a, a B movie called Pervert oh, where this, no. uh, there's these uh, killings happening. 
And um, this guy thinks that he's the one killing people. They think, well, he thinks that he's uh, doing it like in his sleep, like waking up and he's got another personality that's killing people. But actually, it's his dick. His dick detaches at night and it, and it kills people. <laughs> it's a pretty interesting movie um, if you haven't seen it. Interesting, you mean just bad? Yeah, it's a pretty bad movie. It's like a silly B-movie horror with like some softcore fucking scenes in it for some reason. It's just a really, really weird movie. And uh, his dick turns out to be the culprit. It's detaching and killing people. Um, that wasn't my pick, but it reminded me of that. And I thought I could one-up you by having a real An actual girl. dick. Yeah, a real dick. Not a... Yeah. Um, you can go, Steve. I mean, that's it, really. Yeah, oh, we, we didn't have anything else? No, we're not, I don't think we're rotating. We, we all just picked one, right? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I had another one. Did you? Well, kind of. Um, it's... um. Probably my only, the only Zack Snyder movie I like, uh, Watchmen. Um, there's yeah, a, I would agree. Yeah, there's a scene where yeah. Rorschach he <laughs> kills a dude. I, it, I, yeah, he did. He did kill him. He killed him with uh, grease, and I thought that was fucking beautiful. It's the most brutal thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember that scene. That, I have it on DVD. I need to rewatch. It. I think everyone would agree that's like his best movie, right? That is his best yeah, movie. I think so. I mean, there was much. like. I mean, there's Watchmen, and then there's 300, and then there's... I don't like 300. I think 300 was, like, was good. It wasn't, like, horrible. It's, it's, it's better than this. Like, the shit that he's stuff, done now. Yeah. But the one that I thought was, like, I tried to watch, and I'm like, I can't do this, was Sucker Punch. Yeah. That was, like, Sucker I was just Punch like, very, uh, very this feels weird. I'm like, eh, turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there you have it. We've got uh, weapons, unorthodox. All these weapons are not great weapons, but people use them anyway. I mean, it just makes the killing a little bit more interesting. It strikes fear in people's hearts. A giant dildo. Dude. That'd be a fucking horrible way to die. I'll, I'll you know that. how hard that must... Because the thing is, you don't die instantly. At least with my choice, you die instantly. The thing about the dildo is that you're getting beat over... That's That shit seemed hard. Like, it's like... Yeah, you can get I mean, a concussion. he may not have died, but... Uh, actually, you know what? It may be alluded to in the movie that... I can't remember. I know Jason Statham is... It's like a flashback or something. Yeah. I do like that movie, though. No, I think it's one of his better films. Yeah. It, it's it's easily top. Nice and gritty. London. It's kind of weird that he's like, he's he's just not the same anymore. Jason Statham? He has a movie coming oh, out soon. No, Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie, they don't they don't make like these, I don't know. Like, yeah, Guy Ritchie less- does terrible shit like King Arthur. Yeah. God, that was a fun. <laughs> have you guys seen the trailer for uh, Jason Statham's new movie? No, I, I kind of gave up on him. It's called uh, Meg. Oh God! Oh Meg, like, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's about a giant shark, a, a megalodon. No, no, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. They're like, like in this underwater facility. It's like a deep blue sea, except what, with a huge shark. But what do you? How are they going to use his actions? Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing anymore these yeah. days. And, you mean like his uh, his his martial arts skill? Yeah, like I don't think that's going to be a part of this. He's not going to be kung fuing a fucking. Uh, <laughs> he a shark. fucking drops kicks a shark. If he does, what if he does? I mean, what if then, he does? five stars. <laughs> if you drop kicks of fucking shark, but hey, uh, yeah, if you're listening and you, you feel like giving us a comment on one that popped in your head that stood out to you, a weapon used in film to beat or kill someone, or if you got a crazier one, there's a there's a lot of crazy shit in uh, Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, horror movies are kind of the leader in like uh, killing people in unique ways because they revolve so much around killing people. Um, so there's so many B horror movies out there that try to stand out and do crazy shit. Uh, I don't watch them, but Harvey probably has the knowledge for 
for many of those. But Maybe. yeah, let's uh, let's all let's let's pick up a weapon right now and go beat someone. Mm-hmm. What do you guys say? What about John? We didn't mention John Wick either. Go to do the pencil. pencil. Yeah, we, we get right. the story well, you know, the whole jo- time. Joker does that too, you know. So, oh, yeah, that's true. but still, though, Pencil's I like the payoff. To be useful. Yeah, but I, I like the payoff though. Everyone mentions it, and then he finally fucking does it. Yeah. I haven't movie. seen Shoot 'Em Up, but I did read online that's one dies with a carrot. A carrot. Oh yeah, so that's a uh, Clive Owen, right? Yeah, it's yeah, such a ridiculous yeah, movie. Yeah, I saw that in high school. <laughs> that was a bad movie. Everyone, t- everyone fucking tells me that's a good movie. I thought I'm like, he's like, really? I'm like, it's a pretty it's bad a movie. Doc Sane syndrome. Yeah, I think so. I think everyone's just like, no, it's great. It's so so action-packed. I'm like, oh, fuck about that. If you like action, you probably wouldn't like uh, You Were Never Really Here. So don't go in there thinking, I don't know, the trailer the drive, sells the, it a little bit. It's called Drive Syndrome. It's like everyone expects an action movie, and then when they get in, they're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> slow fucking. Slow art fucking just like, just visual. Slow motion to like electronic music. What is this shit? Uh, yeah, that about does it for us. Pretty short episode this week. Um, go ahead and, uh, you know, what, what we're missing here in content, I think the episode should be this short every week. But uh, yeah, same we, here. We have, uh, we have some bonus content coming at you this week. Should be dropping right around the same time as yeah. this episode. We got, we got a video. It's going to be our recommendations for four great films streaming on Netflix right now. Uh, we're going to go through and explain why and show you some clips from the movie. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Check yeah. it out. And uh, as always, uh, check us out on Instagram. We got Facebook. We got Twitter. We're on the tweets. We also have a website where you can see everything of ours all in one place. And uh, yeah, check us out. And like I said, leave us a review on iTunes to let us know you like the show. If you didn't like it, tell us why. Be nice. I'm sensitive. I'm not. You can be harsh. <laughs> okay. Steve can take it, but I guess... uh. He'll censor it when he reads it. To I me. love, yeah. I love abuse. But yeah, other than that, I would say uh, thanks for listening. You guys got anything to to mention before we we sign off here? Yeah, we got to play the game. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I love that you went. Let him get yeah, the. I, I, dude. I, was, I was waiting to see if he's gonna remember. <laughs> dude, I can't believe. Should we just like tack what I just said on the end? No, no, no. You just I think it's perfect like this. Perfect. I oh love it. Oh my god! That I totally great. forgot about you the fucking the game. game. Steve, you knew the whole time I was going on. You're you're waiting. I mean, I zoned out after a while. Okay, well, I'm, I apologize if 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 you were uh, listening and you, you your heart stopped because your favorite part of the show was people the, stopped listening like <laughs> ten minutes ago. The the game where we roll a dice. It's called the rolling of the dice, properly named. So uh, this week, uh, I believe, because Sean's not here, we keep doing the traditional way, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, the traditional way for this game is going to be we're all going to roll the dice. The die, it's one die, it's 12-sided. And uh, the highest number will assign a movie to the loser who gets the lowest number. And uh, I'm going to go first because I lost last week, and uh, I could lose this week again. You never know. I'm so tired. 11. Ooh, this is uh this is looking sharp for me. Thank yeah. God I already watched all the movies he fucking wants me to watch. Ooh, shit, I got to pull up some movies for you. Just in case. Hmm. It'd be interesting if Steve got a 12. Steve got a 4. Steve got a 4. This is a uh, dangerously yeah, low let's, for let's, him. Let's, let's see if I can roll that crit. Ooh, barely beat Steve. Steve, <laughs> Steve you uh you lost, bro. I'm 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 I don't I don't know what to do. 
Just just pick pick something that you know. Just pick a horseshit movie. All right, Steve. Uh, let let me see here. I I talked about this movie. Maybe never. No, I don't think I've talked about this movie on the podcast. So uh, I was trying to avoid giving you something that I've I've talked about. Uh, have you seen Kumiko, the Treasure Hunter? Uh, no. 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 Okay. Kumiko, the Treasure Hunter is a strange film. It's kind of like a Japanese American movie. It's American, but it it's you know it's the girl who um she's in Babel. She's also in a uh, Pacific Rim. It's that Japanese actress. Uh, this is a... I don't want to say much about this movie. Um, give it a go. I remember seeing it and being very impacted by it. It's kind of based on a true story. But it's kind of art house-like. Kind of I'll, like I'll a, give it a watch. All right, check this one out. It's. Uh, I like how you're saying check this one out. I love when we say that in general because it's like we have no real choice. It's, yeah. like, it's like you're like, yeah, you should watch it. Like, I mean, no, you have you a choice, going to watch it. if you don't, you, you'll be shamed for eternity. Yeah, I haven't been shamed yet because I don't miss movies. Think you have before? No, I haven't. <sighs> All right, Kumi go the treasure hunter for Steve. Um, like I said before, I, I feel very embarrassed, but uh, yeah, check us out. Social media: Instagram, Facebook, website, Twitter. Go on dotherightfilm.com to see. Uh, we'll have a video page up on there soon. We'll have all our, our videos, maybe. Um, can't put all of them. Like, say we do a lot of them, but we'll figure out a way to archive them and whatnot. I think we can put all of them. Maybe. Probably won't make that many videos. But, uh, yeah. And uh, subscribe to the Do The Right Film YouTube channel. As of now, you can just search Do The Right Film. We don't have a, a video up yet, but by the time this episode drops, you should be able to go on YouTube and search us. We'll also post links via all of our other social media outlets and on our website. That's about it for us uh you guys have anything else to say no. i need a nap okay steve needs a nap he's gonna uh uh let us know what we need oh yeah catchphrase <laughs>